Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to the Week 3 NFL uh, Betting and Lines Preview. I am joined by only one friend today. Jeremy's here. Um, everybody else is busy, and I was going to be busy too, to be honest with you, but um, things got moved around. So thankfully, we are here at our regular time. What's going on with you this week, brother? Uh, nothing, man. Just uh, looking to make some major fantasy football moves this week. My teams have been very poor. Um, I got to right the ship this week or my season might be getting close to over here. So. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in the same boat. Both my leagues um struggling. I mean, I have Kamara in the big money league, which we're in which I'm in with some of the other guys that have been on the show already. Um and he's just not doing anything for me. So, I like it's a serious problem. I have gaps all over the place, but you know, you need your RB1 to perform for you, at least be productive and he's not doing it. So, I'm I'm in the same boat, man. I got to make some moves or else I'm done um all right so since it's just two of us this week we're gonna have the opportunity to go at least a little bit more in depth um in terms of recap so we'll go over the line the the scores um like we usually do um and then just shoot the shit a little bit about each game you know some of them there's going to be more to talk about than others um but the first game of week two was uh the new york football giants versus the washington football team uh, in which a Taylor Heineke-led football team escaped the Giants by one point. Um, a retaken field goal was the difference here. Uh, thank God, because, I mean, I know a lot of people had football team money line. I think we were all pretty confident that they would be a solid team here. Um, and to be honest with you, Washington, or, uh, New York kind of kept up with them. I don't know how you felt about this game, but I just feel like, it, you know, for the Giants... Um, we're waiting on Saquon to, to kind of break out, but that offensive line is just a disaster. Um, their blocking is poor. You know, Jones is constantly under pressure. Saquon has a tough time getting through. It's just, it's kind of a mess in New York. Um, you know, this is how many seasons in a row is it that they've started? Oh, and two, I think six or seven, um, which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, I think this, this game was more of a, um, a debit to the Washington football team than it was positive for the Giants. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, I didn't think either team necessarily looked great, but I thought Danny Dimes actually looked phenomenal. I used to be a Danny Dimes lover, and then this season I decided I was done with that train because he never performed. And then yesterday was, or yesterday, this last week was one of the best performances I think I've seen out of him. He was running the ball. He was making some good passes. I don't know what was going on, but he was feeling himself. I don't think he's a... Okay, so I understand the Danny Dimes hate, because I'm I'm a Danny Dimes hater. I don't think he will ever be all that good because Washington doesn't have the offensive line for him. And I don't see him being a big enough target for other teams. You know, he's not going to get picked up unless unless something happens, like with Darnold, right? Um, we saw how Darnold performed for the Jets, and it looked like he was terrible, but he's not really terrible. Look at look at what he's doing with Carolina. So unless that happens to Danny Dimes, um, or unless the Giants change their philosophy and get a couple really solid offensive linemen for him, I just don't think we're going to see him produce at his highest rate. Um, but I agree with you. I think I think that he played a decent game here. I don't think he's probably as bad as as I say he is. Um, 
But yeah, we'll have to see what happens for the Giants in the next coming coming games. But um, I just I just can't see them contending really in this in this NFC East. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but no, I agree. It's um, in my opinion, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the East. Yeah, for um, sure. The uh, the Eagles are just young, first time having some talent in a while, so I'm not necessarily sure that they're going to compete too much. And then I was really high on the football team. They were actually my favorite going into the season to win the East, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think the Cowboys are most likely going to walk away with the East here come Week 17. Yeah, I agree. I just think that Washington's kind of scraping the bottom right now. Um, and we're going to have to see how things pan out for them moving forward. You know, they've had a couple, um, tests. The Chargers were a real test. The Giants, not so much of a test. I think they've won who they should win against and lost who they should lose against. So I'll be curious to see how they fare next week. Moving on, we have the Raiders with 26 points versus the Steelers, 17. Brad's team, the Steelers, fell to a late effort from the Raiders, an absolutely fantastic, fantastic win for uh, Gruden and his boys. Derek Carr looked fantastic, threw for 382 yards, two passing touchdowns. Uh, ben looked poor again. He did almost throw for 300 yards, but it was a tough, tough game. Uh, we got to see a little bit of, of good, um, good running from uh, Najee Harris. He finished the game with like 80 all-purpose yards. I think he looked really, really good. He is bullying grown men, you know, he, he's a young, he's really young, he's he's in great shape, and he's absolutely bullying these guys, I think he's going to be a fantastic, fantastic running back in the years to come, so that's a good pickup for the Steelers, but honestly, what I take away from this game is that the Steelers are not going to be able to get it done in the crunch this season, I just don't think they're there. Um, off the Tomlin train, I've been off the Tomlin train for a couple years now, I just think he's been figured out. And I don't think that you can let the Raiders um, and Gruden out coach you and outplay you here. Um, this is a really, really, really poor result for the Steelers, and I think that they have to really be looking inwards right now and trying to figure things out. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, as a Nagy fantasy owner, watching Big Ben play football at this stage in his career just hurts my brain. Um, the ball had he throws it slower than Peyton Manning was at this point, and that was and Ben's never been a finesse guy. Yeah. Um, and but let's not take anything away from the Raiders, man. The Raiders have looked surprisingly good through two games. Normally, um, they're not really talked about. No one cares about the Raiders. You expect them to go about five hundred and then just go on their way at the end of the season. But they look pretty dang good through two weeks right now. Yeah, they do, and you're right. We shouldn't take anything away from the Raiders. This was a really, really good result for them. Um, like I said, I think Derek Carr looked amazing. Um, shares my namesake, uh, namesake, and he didn't he didn't do me dirty this week. He played really well. So I just think that the Raiders kind of have like a hodgepodge team, especially on offense right now. I mean, look, they're they're they don't have Josh Jacobs. He's out. He's got so many fucking things wrong with him. Um, their receiving course bizarre. It's, it's Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, um, you know, guys that, that you wouldn't necessarily think of as wide receiver, uh, one and two, but here they are. And, and, you know, Ruggs, Ruggs had a fantastic game, Caught that really long ball uh, at the very end, make sure that the, uh, Raiders won 113 yards on five receptions, really good game for him while it continues to impress. And 
their run game was was just average. I mean, they're splitting between Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake right now. So two guys that have been in the league for a while, but nothing fantastic. Um, I, it's a good result for the Raiders. I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain this, um, but but two good wins in two games here. They beat the Ravens, who just beat the Chiefs. Then they beat the Steelers, who are going to be a contender. So really good for them. Um, and we'll move on to the Niners and Eagles. Eagles were constipated on the goal line in this game, only putting up 11 to San Francisco's 17. Garoppolo threw for 189 yards with a touchdown. Hertz threw for 190 yards with no touchdowns. But no turnovers for him, so that's good. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I really think about this game. I mean, I just think that the play calling was, was really the, the issue here. Eagles D, I think, looks okay for the past two weeks. Um, we'll have to see if that continues, but I wasn't necessarily displeased with the way the Eagles played. Um, I think that the Niners are a tough opponent and they just have a lot of depth all over, not necessarily at the QB position, but offensively, you know, they have a lot of weapons. So I think to get out, um, to get out of this game, only having lost by six is Okay, for the Eagles, I wish they would have won, um, but I think this is just an off week for them, and I think that they're going to be okay next week. We'll have to see, but what did you think about this one? Yeah, um, I didn't have too many major takeaways from that game. Like you said, I do think the Eagles' defense has looked good, um, but like I said when we were talking about the East earlier, they're just a little young on offense, still trying to figure it out. I mean, when your most veteran player on your offense is like Miles Sanders, other than Zach Ertz, um, you don't have a lot of experience there. But they they got athletes. They'll be good um, once they get a little more chemistry. My big takeaway from that game is more so for the Niners and just on the season in whole is their lack of usage of George Kittle, who is arguably their most a versatile asset on offense. I think through two games, he has maybe like five uh, receptions and like 50 receiving yards. So if they want to play good down the stretch, I feel like they got to get him more involved. Yeah, I agree. But I think part of that <clears throat> um, limiting Hill's targets is because they're worried about him getting injured. You know, when, when you see a lot of targets um, with Kittle, I just think that that he has a higher chance of getting injured. You know, we've seen, we know what his track record is. The guy's made of fucking glass. Um, but when he's healthy, he's amazing. So I think that's just, I think that's part of it. Um, and we'll, he will, he will get more targets as we move forward here. He's going to have to, if the Niners want to start putting up more points, because you know, if they played a better team than the Eagles, you're not getting away with a win with 17 points. Not enough. Okay, uh, let's move on to Texans-Browns. This was a strange one. Um, the Texans, led by Tyrod Taylor, fell 21-31 to to the Browns. I think this game was at... This game was at First Energy Stadium. Is that where the Browns play? Yes, it is. Um, so the Browns were home here. They were like a 12.5-point favorite. Uh, they did not cover the spread. So unfortunate but a good good result overall for the browns i think baker looked really good um i think chubb and kareem hunt especially chubb chubb is so good he continues to be very 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 strong um and i mean i just think that the texans losing tyrod in the middle of the game you know he's on the ir now he's not gonna be playing anymore for a couple weeks they have davis mills here that's why they 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 fell off and couldn't stay in the game um I don't know. Like, what do you think about Tyrod? Because he seems to kind of have a handle on the on this Texans team. Yeah, 
somehow, some way, he is making them compete. I mean, we everyone said it last year. Their team was horrible. It was just Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And everyone's praising Deshaun Watson for being the man, which I do think he's a hell of a quarterback. Don't yeah, I do too. Um, but then for Tyrod Taylor to come in and have them competing is, you know, good good for Tyrod because that's uh, impressive in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I don't have a ton else to say about this game. I mean, we, we expect the Browns to win. Um, I do remember that um, Felton goal, that Demetric, Demetric Felton, I don't know how you say his name, um, but, I mean, he was just spinning around. He caught a, caught a pass out of the backfield. Um, and just ran. I mean, I was. I thought it was Chubb. He was running so yeah. well. So that's a guy to keep your eye on. I think uh, moving forward. You know, their their receiving core is kind of depleted. Of course, he's catching passes out of the backfield. So he's you know he's a smaller guy. Um, but you know, Landry. That's the other thing. Landry is on the IR. I think he's going to be questionable for about four weeks. I think that's what I saw yesterday. So we're going to see the return of Donovan Peoples-Jones um, and probably more targets to OBJ if he can get his head out of his ass and play. Um, so I'll be curious to see how the Browns fare the next couple weeks. We're going to see some changes um, in receiving. Uh, that'll be interesting to watch. All righty. Let's move on to... What is the next game? Where is it? Oh, Broncos-Jags. Broncos defeated the Jaguars 23-13. to Teddy Two Gloves is 2-0 with the Denver Broncos. Had an absolutely fantastic game. 26 for 34 on completions. 328 yards and two touchdowns. A really, really good game for him. Um, the Broncos continue to look really solid. You know, they haven't had a test yet. Uh, this is the Jags, and then I think next week they play... They play a terrible team, and it might be the Jets or something like that. Um, so Broncos haven't had a test yet, but they have defeated the teams that they should defeat. So I think it's good for them. The Jags continue to look very, very depressing. Urban Meyer is dog shit. Trevor Lawrence is so far mid. I don't think he's the answer for them there. Um, so what do you think? I mean, what do you think about the game, and, and what do you think about Lawrence? Because I'm not sold. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna start with the Broncos. Um, so I like Teddy Two Gloves. You know, he played for my Panthers last year. Um, and so now I gotta like him forever. You know, he came, he did his job, he was the man. Um, but the Broncos offense kind of reminds me of what I was saying about the Eagles. They're all so young. They got Noah Fan out there. They got Jerry Judy. Uh, they just drafted Javante Williams, who's looked very good. Um, mm-hmm. but Melvin Gordon also looks good. So who knows how much Javante is gonna be playing. Um, but I think they're going to be a good football team. They always find a way to, you know, just win some games. They play good defense. You know, they they limit turnovers, except for when Drew Locke was, you know, just throwing the ball to whoever. Um, but, yeah, the Jaguars still look like the Jaguars. Urban Meyer, I don't know if it's Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, combination of both, but horrible, horrible Urban Meyer bad. James Robinson's still not getting the ball. He had a couple more touches this week. He's the best player on the team. Let's figure something out there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has looked bad. He definitely has not, you know, come out and been the answer. But he hasn't looked like Zach Wilson, who I'm sure we'll be discussing here in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not the worst draft, or not the worst pick in his draft class so far. Um, but probably, uh, probably along the bottom couple. All right, we have the Saints versus the Panthers. Jeremy's Panthers absolutely battered. New Orleans Saints at Bank of America Stadium. So this game was home in Charlotte. Um, 
They looked great, man. The Panthers continue to look very, very good. Uh, Sam Darnold, one of the QBs of the week. I think he finished on the QB chart as the third or fourth QB of the week. So really, really, really awesome performance from him. 305 yards, 26 for 38 on completions, two touchdowns and an interception as well. But, you know, nothing nothing too bad. Um, Christian McCaffrey had a good game, rushed for a touchdown. Uh, and DJ Moore and Brandon Zilstra to, uh, a touchdown each for them. You know, the Saints, the Saints are scoring more than, than I would have expected. And Donald looks really, really good. Um, I meant the Panthers, not the Saints. Uh, the Saints, however, look like shit. Um, they looked absolutely awful. The Jameis of yore was back two interceptions with 111 yards. I mean, he looked awful awful Kamara looked awful he rushed for five fucking yards on eight carries um you know had four receptions but only for 25 yards total I thought that they would get the offense going I really did after last week against the Packers but I guess it was just the Packers being really bad not the Saints being good um and everybody told me you know Panthers are going to cover uh or win and you know they came out and did and they look really good and I was sitting there like just Kind of dumbfounded because I had the Saints and I only had the Saints in one parlay. I wasn't too confident, um, but I, you know, I had a pretty penny coming to me if the Saints pulled it off, and they were just never in this game. Yeah, um, I'm happy to discuss the Panthers. <laughs> I am very pleased with how we've looked so far. We have the number one ranked defense. I mean, it's only been two weeks, but we have we're number one ranked defense in terms of yards allowed as well as uh, sacks. Um, uh, Sam Darnold, you know, he did throw that pick, but it's not like he was Sam Darnold at the Jets and just throwing it into the defender. He got hit when he was throwing it, ended up in a defensive lineman's hands. Um, so that's just kind of like a gimme interception there. Um, offense looked good. CMC, you know, doing his thing. DJ Moore is playing out of his mind. Uh, Robbie Anderson still has yet to get involved, which is kind of confusing to me due to the Jets connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, whatever gets the job done is, is good with me, man. We look good and I'm happy. Yeah. Which reminds me, Panthers, we're, we'll get to that later, but against the Texans this week, guys, come on, Panthers, don't even think about oh, 100%. it. hundred percent. I locked that in early cause I didn't want that line to move at all. I didn't want Vegas to get any sense. Um, all right. So we have the Los Angeles Rams versus the Indianapolis Colts. Next, this game was in Indy. The Rams came to town and came away with a win. They defeated the Indianapolis Colts by three points. An unfortunate interception by Jacob Eason at the very end was what sealed the win for the Rams. Now, I thought the Rams would come in here and absolutely kick the shit out of the Colts, but I'll be honest, the Colts stayed in this game. Wentz looked okay. Um, I still think his he's reckless as fuck, and I think it's going to be his downfall. Uh, you see now, you know, the guy has two sprained ankles. Never seen that in my whole life in, in any sort of sport. The guy has two sprained ankles, can't play. He's going to be out for a couple weeks, I think, um, at least at least this week and maybe the next week as well. So the Rams are, or the, the Colts are going to have to start Jake Eason, who is seemed awful um, from what I saw. Uh, doesn't resemble Wentz in any sort of way and is going to be a big change for their offense to adjust to. Um but I think that the Colts overall, you know, they're 0-2, but I think they're better than that. Um, they looked okay against the Seahawks. They looked okay against the Rams here. They really played them tight. And I just think that the Rams defense is the thing that's going to keep them 
in games when the offense isn't firing on all cylinders. Uh, Stafford had a relatively average game here. Didn't throw a ton. Um, Henderson and Sony Michelle saw a lot of carries, 23 between the two of them. Uh, not a ton of yardage, though. The Colts D was stuffing them. So I just think that, that the Rams kind of got away here. I think that it was very possible that they were going to lose this game. And I had Rams minus 2.5 in one of my parlays, so thank God uh, that they, they won here. I lost anyway, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I thought that this was a good game. I think that I, I learned quite a bit about both teams. How about you? Uh, yeah, so we know the Rams were one of my favorites coming into this week. I said they're going to win the NFC West. Um, I think they're going to win the whole NFC, to be honest. They're a very good football team. But yeah, like you said, I was more so surprised with the Colts, how well they've played. I mean, they've all they've had weapons the last couple of years, but they also had Phillip Rivers last year, who's actually, in my opinion, a good quarterback, um, who I don't necessarily think Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. Um, but yeah, his injury report was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was the double sprained ankle. I was like, how is that even possible? That was funnier than the Josh Jacobs everything injury report that they put out <laughs> last week. I was like, dude, this is nuts. But I mean... As much as I don't like him, I hope he recovers soon and can still be the quarterback of the Colts because, I mean, with Jacob Eason, they might as well just jack the season up. Yep, I agree. Uh, hopefully he'll be back. It it sucks that they got rid of Brissett because I think he would he'd still fit in here as a backup. Um, but now, of course, he's backing up another injury-prone quarterback in Miami. Um, yeah, I think he'd be better at the Colts than he's going to be in Miami as well. 100%. And funnily enough, that is the next game. Um, the Bills went to Hard Rock Stadium in Miami to absolutely batter the shit out of the Miami Dolphins. They won 35 nothing in a resounding bounce back after their defeat versus the Steelers last week. Josh Allen, not a crazy game. Threw an interception, two touchdowns, 179 yards, nothing crazy. Uh, run heavy here. Devin Singletary saw 13 carries for a total of 82 yards and a touchdown. I think he looked really, really good, actually. Um, Zach Moss saw eight carries, not a ton of yardage for him. Uh, but but it was a really good result overall for the Bills. If you can if you can manage to, to just kind of spread the ball evenly between the pass and the run um, and put up 35 points, I think you're in really good shape. And I think that the Dolphins just look fucking awful, man. Um, Tua got injured here. Uh, Brissett had to come in. And I, I wasn't surprised that the Bills got got away with this uh with this game you know i was expecting them to win and they weren't crazy in terms of odds so this was a really good uh good result for me made quite a few dollars off this and i was happy to see the bills come back because i love josh allen how about you yeah no huge josh allen guy i we all are he's like our hero um out there being athletic being like cam newton um but that this was a nice bounce back game for the Bills. Um, that line going into the game was absolutely ludicrous. It was what three and a half or six and a half? I can't remember. Either way, it was every, three I and a half. Yeah, anyone that watched the Bills and the Dolphins play football last year knew that this was at no point going to be a close game unless Miami all of a sudden had a whole new team. They had Dan Marino back there or something that I didn't know about. Um, but yeah, Bills. Nice bounce back game. Hoping to see them be good again this year. They just got a fun team. They're good. You know, Josh Allen's exciting. Stefan Diggs is exciting. If they can just figure out the running back situation a little bit more, they have two good running backs, but I feel like they just got to pick one or the other. Um, but yeah, they're a good football team, and I think they're going to be good from here on out. They just needed to see one. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay, we have the Pats versus the Jets next. Pats batter the Jets 25 to 6. Belichick owns the Jets. Jets fall to 0 and 2. Pats get to 1 and 1. They shouldn't have lost versus the Dolphins last week, and they came out sharp here against the Jets. Played very well. Um, Mac Jones, no touchdowns for the guy. All rushing touchdowns in this one. Um, we had a, a beautiful touchdown from Damian Harris. He was absolutely bullying folks. James White got in as well. And it was just a really, really solid result for the Pats. All I can say is that the Pats are playing solid coached football. There's nothing dynamic about them. You know, Damian Harris, maybe you can stretch and say he's a dynamic back. He kind of is. But I just, I don't think there's anything fancy about the Pats this year. And I don't think that we're going to see them in the playoffs. I think that they're going to fall to opponents that are better than them and just beat the guys that they're, that they are better than them. Um, and it's just, you know, Mac Jones is okay. Uh, he needs some time to just kind of ease into his role here in New England. And I think that he will develop into a really, really sound quarterback. Um, but this result is all about the way the Jets played. Zach Wilson, the Mormon man himself, 210 yards, but four interceptions. Brutal, brutal, brutal game for him. Um, he was just so poor under pressure. I mean, the guy was just throwing the ball away when he was getting pressured. He was dropping back. And even when they weren't close to him, he would just throw these like these long 35, 40-yard passes right into the hands of a safety. And it was just awful. Um, I was so, so unimpressed with the way he played. And I just don't think the, the, the New York Jets uh, is where he belongs. We'll have to see if he, if he gets a move after this year. But they got to know he's not the guy. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I know last week on the pod, I did say the Jets cover the spread, but Evan can vouch for me within 15, 30 minutes of the podcast being over. Zach, as well as myself, both sent a message in our group chat and we're like, we don't know what we were thinking. The Jets are horrible. The Pats are covering. So I would just like to put that out there. But Mac Jones, I said it going into the draft. A couple of my buddies didn't think Mac Jones looks good. They're like, oh, he's unathletic. Oh, he just played at Alabama. But Alabama always seems to have decent quarterbacks coming through. And Zach Wilson, I thought he was a bad pick from the rip. He played at BYU. He played nobody. And now you got to send him out there against Bill Belichick. Like He's going to get absolutely destroyed all season. Yep. Um, so I'm now very low on the Jets, who at the beginning of the season I was hoping could at least be competitive. But I do think, like you said, the Pats are just going to go all season. They're going to beat the teams they should beat. I mean, they got Bill Belichick at the helm. He knows what he's doing at this point. Um, they're going to win some games. Mac Jones is going to do his job. Damian Harris is going to be good in fantasy all year. That's all I know. Yep. Um, but the rest of the team, I wouldn't necessarily say has much fantasy value. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I just don't I just don't see the Jets doing anything whatsoever. Um, okay, we got the Bengals-Bears next, and we're going to pick up the pace here so we can get to your preview and keep this one under an hour uh we had the Bengals falling to the bears uh 20 to 17 good result actually for the Bengals. they to me at least showed that they have the ability to get back into a game when the opportunity presents itself andy dalton got injured in this one we saw uh justin fields get his first you know consistent play time and i'll be honest i think fields looked really really poor um, I think right now the Bears offense is designed to have him come in and learn. Um, I just don't think that he was ready to take over the helm, especially at that situation. Um, and it was unfortunate, you know, the Bengals got a backdoor cover for the guy. Uh, I was happy to see that. 
and I think um, Burrow looked looked good uh, once he got those interceptions out of his system. What did you think? Yeah, um, the Bengals. I mean, I thought they should have been winning from the get go. They should have, yeah. Um, but they did show some fight. Um, you know, hopefully Joe Burrow got all the interceptions out of his system after not throwing one for like 900 pass attempts or whatever the heck it was. And then he throws three in a row, um, or however many, but yeah, Bengals, they'll be okay this year. Bears. I hope to see Justin Fields do well. Uh, that's all I have to say about that game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. We have Falcons Bucks next. The Falcons got battered by the Bucks. I mean, what else do we even need to say about this? Uh, we knew that this would be the case going in. Bucks covered the spread. I said tease it down, but boy, nobody needed to tease this one down. Falcons lost by 23. Uh, after a decent first half effort from Matt Ryan, things fell apart. Three interceptions for him. Unfortunate. Josh Rosen saw two attempts, uh, but ended the game with zero yards. I thought he was out of the league. Um, yeah, I mean, a couple, couple of things to note. Uh, Quirrell Patterson got a lot of receptions, uh, five receptions for about 60 yards. Um, Mike Davis continues to look extremely mediocre. Kyle Pitts looked really good, 73 yards on five receptions. He is a tank. And Calvin Ridley continued to get uh, double covered. So uh, I don't know. Calvin Ridley fantasy value stocks down, uh, in my opinion. I don't even know what to expect. But the Bucks look unstoppable to me. Yeah, no, I don't know what's going on with uh, Calvin Ridley. But to describe these two teams, um, I would just quote the great Dennis Green on the Cardinals. And he said, they are who we thought they were. The Bucks good, Falcons bad. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's really all we need to say. Vikings cards, <laughs> what a fucking game. Um, Cardinals win 34-33 to at the University of Phoenix Stadium. What a game this was. Kyler Murray is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. He is the MVP in my heart already. I used to be a Kyler hater. I have abandoned it. I am no longer a Kyler hater. He is electric. I feel the same way watching Kyler I do when I watch Mahomes, except I think Kyler's faster, and I think he's probably a little better. I just don't think he's as refined as Mahomes is yet. Um, I This was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. Um, it's close the whole game. I don't, sometimes Cliff, I don't know what he's doing when he's coaching, um, but he got them the win here. The Vikings missed a field goal at the very end, and and the Cards walked away with this. I mean, 400 yards the guy's throwing for in his third year. Um, he just looks so electric. He He does these things when he is just so far under pressure or scrambling and he throws these dots over like 70 yards it just blows my mind i, I can't believe it um and and the cards you know they rise up to 2-0 and and the vikings are, are 0-2 they lost to the fucking Bengals, and now the cards really brutal for them um what do you think about this game you know that game was electric tyler murray looks unbelievable especially after saying going into the season that he didn't want to run as much he's still out there running around doing a bunch yep. of crazy nonsense um i did call a vikings upset in our chat and early in the game i looked like i knew what i was talking about and then kirk cousins and the vikings kirk cousin to the game and they lost yep um so they need to feed the ball to dalvin cook stop letting Kirk Cousins control the outcome of the game when you're already winning. Dalvin Cook's the best player on the football field, no matter what team you're playing. Like, let's figure it out there. 
Um, but yeah, that's all I'd say about that game. Cardinals are good. They're going to be good this year. You know, they could surprise some people. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we have Titans Seahawks next. Titans win this one in OT versus a Seahawks team who just could not get it done. Uh, really, really solid game from the Titans. Good bounce back last week after they fell to the Cards. Um, Derrick Henry, I mean, what an absolute monster. 35 carries, a second half demon, 182 yards and three touchdowns. He is back. Um, and a good game for Julio Jones as well. 128 yards for Julio on six receptions. Very, very, very efficient. 21.3 yards per reception, which is a fantastic statistic. Um, and just a really great result for the Titans. I think the Seahawks just didn't have enough to get it done here. Rush looked really good. Um, we didn't see as much running as we did in the prior week. Chris Carson, 13 carries for only 31 yards. Not great. Two touchdowns for him, though. Um, and, you know, another massive monster game from Tyler Lockett. Eight receptions with 178 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we haven't seen DK so much this season, so I'm wondering if he'll break out in the next couple weeks here or if last season maybe was just a fluke and Lockett continues to be the favorite receiver of Russ. We'll have to see. Um, but this one hurts the Seahawks a lot, and it gets the Titans back on track. What do you think? Yeah, no, there's a lot to unpack for both of these teams after two weeks. The Seahawks do look good, but DK has been non-existent. Um, Tyler Lockett looked unbelievable, but I'm going to talk about the Titans. Um, I've always liked Ryan Tannehill. I know a lot of people don't really like him, but, I mean, he played at Miami for how many years, and he still has a career. Like, that's impressive enough to me. Yeah. Um and then Derrick Henry back. He's unbelievable. Julio Jones is back. I don't know. I don't know if anyone was watching that game, but if you go back, I want everyone to go look at the 51-yard touchdown of his that they called back, that they called his heel out of bounds, not out of bounds. He should have had 160 yards and a touchdown, and he would have had a monster day. AJ Brown, I don't know what's up with him. He can't he can't catch COVID. He's he's horrible. I know. Um, but he'll be back. He'll be back. Um, but they got a lot going on. They got a lot of weapons. Their defense needs to figure it out a little bit. But on offense, I think they'll be fine from here on out. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's move on. We have the Cowboys versus the Chargers. The refs won the game for the Cowboys. Um, a crazy, crazy call at the very end there. An illegal shift that they didn't want to explain that didn't fucking happen um, was the difference here. I mean, I think the Cowboys looked good. I don't think that they looked fantastic. I just think that... The Chargers got this game stolen from them. This was a monster game from the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert especially, 338 yards with a touchdown and two weird, unfortunate interceptions, but I don't want to think too much about them. They just couldn't get it going on the ground. Keenan Allen had a good game, four receptions for 108 yards, catching long balls. Mike Williams is back. He's a good receiver now, I guess. I don't know. It just happened out of nowhere. Um, and, and Eckler was okay. He, he had more passing yards than he did or receive receiving yards than he did, um, rushing yards. So just kind of a weird, weird offensive game, uh, from the chargers and, and the Cowboys came out on top, but this wasn't anything crazy from them. You know, this, this isn't even the Cowboys playing at their best, uh, a big rushing game for them. Um, Pollard and, and Zeke shared the carries about 200 yards, uh, between the two, but Pollard was the lead back in this game. He had uh, he had 109 yards, and Zeke saw more carries. But I mean, it was really a Tony Pollard show. Um, I think that this is starting to get into running back by committee um, sort of sort of territory. Uh, I don't know if they're if they're gonna get another another back, 
but it seems to me that that Pollard and Zeke are kind of splitting carries here, and Pollard seems to be the one that's more productive. So, what do you think? Yeah, um, I have to agree. I said at the beginning of the year, everyone was drafting Zeke early in these drafts, and I kept telling them, dude, Zeke is, he's not Zeke anymore. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he just doesn't care or, like, if he just can't find the holes anymore. I don't know. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say Tony Pollard is now their best option at running. Uh, I agree. Yeah, not that I don't think Zeke's a talented football player, but I don't know what's going on. He's not the Zeke of old anymore, Yeah, which sucks for him because he was always the man. Um. But, yeah, the Cowboys somehow stole this game from the Chargers. I'm not really sure how that worked. I'm not. They had no business winning that game. But I did have the Cowboys' money line, so I will take it. Um, I do have Justin Herbert in fantasy. He's been playing well. I could use a few more touchdowns out of him here and there. But, I mean, it is a dynasty league, so I got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let us move on to Chiefs-Ravens. Ugh. <sighs> This game cost me <laughs> so much money. Uh, this was the last leg in like four parlays for me. I needed the Chiefs to win. Um, I needed them to cover two and a half. They did not. Clyde fumbled the ball on the last possession and lost me the fucking game. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, Lamar had a good game. He did. Uh, he threw two interceptions, one of them being a pick six. Didn't even fucking matter. Uh, a great rushing game from Lamar and Tyson Williams, who uh, who shared the carries between themselves. A couple designed runs for Lamar, especially on that two-point conversion. I mean, what a magnificent play. Um, and just a, a good overall game for him. I, 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 don't, I don't like to like Lamar, but he's a really talented QB. He plays a, a very unique brand of football. You don't see it a lot. It's, it's similar to Mike Vick. I don't think we've seen a guy that's as talented um, as Mike Vick in a long time. And I think Lamar's probably the closest you get to it. Um, we'll see if, if that changes over the next couple of years and we get more of these running QBs. Kyler, you know, even Kyler, he, he's he's not the same. He, he's not like Mike Vick. Lamar's closer. Um, but just a great, great game for the Ravens. Um, they were they were clinical when they had the ball. They scored when they needed to, and it kind of looked like to me that the Chiefs' defense, especially blocking the run, were just kind of lackadaisical. They they didn't even care, um, and and they let guys like Marquise Brown get open. He was open in the middle so many times, blew my mind. Uh, he had you know six receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown. Lamar was throwing it to him from the air. He was just jumping in the air and throwing the ball. Um, and he was open every time. So uh, I think Chiefs defense is really um, what fucked things here. And I also wanted to give a shout out to the Ravens guys who were covering Tyreek Hill. Because Tyreek was a, was a fucking decoy in this game. He was a ghost. He didn't do anything. Um, he only had three catches for 14 yards. He was getting locked the fuck up. So uh, tough game. For me, I had about 1,200 coming my way if the Chiefs covered, and it looked all game that they could, but in the end, Clyde fucked me. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I don't even want to talk about this game. I hate the fact that Clyde fumbled and cost all of us our bets. (laughs) Yeah, I know everybody. It wasn't just me. Yeah, that was horrible for everyone around the country, it feels like. Um, But... My big takeaway um, for fantasy purposes is the fact that Marquise Brown is going to be good this year. Yeah, um, he is. 
He's had two games, and in both games, he's looked good. It looks like he's finally taken that leap forward. And if you got him in fantasy, you probably got him near the bottom of the draft. Um, and so congrats on that pick because he's going to be good, you know, flex, maybe wide receiver two value um, throughout the year. So that's going to be a good pick moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I feel bad for whoever drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, you're not getting any trade value for him at this point, and he's doing nothing. So I don't really know what to do from there. Yeah. Okay. We have final game of the week, Lions-Packers. Packers battered the Lions. Great result for them. Aaron Rodgers was back with four touchdowns, 255 yards. Aaron Jones, what an absolute demon. Three receiving touchdowns for the guy on 48 yards. One rushing touchdown. So four TDs for Aaron Jones, who just lost his father. Uh, If I knew that his dad had died, I would have hammered Aaron Jones two-plus touchdowns. I did not know that. Um, And Robert Tanya got himself a touchdown, too. So my fantasy tight end got himself on the board. Good result for the Packers defensively. Uh, still kind of sus. You know, they let the Lions pick up 17 points against them. But overall, a pretty good result. If Rodgers plays like he did in this game, um, you know, he was clinical. 22 for 27 on uh, on completions. That's really, really good. Uh, I don't think the Packers are going to have a problem contending in their division. I think that they'll probably win their division. Um, and the, the Lions fall to 0-2 with Jared Goff. While the Packers get themselves back on track. What do you think? Yeah, um, so I starting off, I had Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers on the same fantasy team this week. And I was about to be L and six in fantasy. I had a thirteen percent chance of winning in my one league with them, but I won. So now I'm one in five. Don't let me get hot. Um yeah. but <laughs> Jared Goff for half a football game looked like Tom Brady. Um, he looked unbelievable. I don't know what he was doing. He was moving around, making some good passes. He was getting crazy. Um, but then the Packers, you know, finally took over as they should have. Um, Aaron Jones, you know, RIP Mr. Jones, but shout out Aaron Jones for that game. That was real good. Um, I think they might start doing more of that in the red zone, get him a little more involved, uh, out of the backfield, catching the ball in the red zone, which could be good for Aaron Jones, fantasy owners, as well as Aaron Rodgers, fantasy owners. Um, overall, like you said, I think the Packers will compete in their division. Their Packers are always going to be the Packers. They're going to give up a bunch of points. Aaron Rodgers is going to put up a bunch of points, and they're just going to hope he wins them the game. Yeah. All righty. Um, so with all that being said, in terms of recap, let's quickly run through our picks for uh, the upcoming week. We have the Carolina Panthers versus the Houston Texans opening up week three tomorrow. Um Wow, the Panthers are an eight-point favorite. That line has moved dramatically in the past two days. I think that the Panthers cover eight. I don't care. I I just don't care what the Texans are going to do. I don't think that Davis Mills is going to do anything this week, and I just think that the Panthers are going to come out hot. I think they continue their run of form, and I think that they are 3-0 and after this week. Yeah, I agree. I so I have Panthers minus six and a half already locked in. Um, I would maybe buy down to minus seven. Um, at mine at this point at minus eight, but I, the Texans might not score a point. Yeah, the Panthers defense has looked unbelievable. Davis Mills might actually just have the worst game in football history, maybe worse than Zach Wilson. I'm also going to take an alt spread just for fun, and I'm going to go Panthers minus ten. But that's mainly because I already have them locked in at six and a half. So I'm going to go lighter on the minus 10 just to get some plus money value there. But, yeah, 
the Panthers are going to win this one. It's not going to be close, in my opinion. Davis Mills has no shot. Sorry, bud. All right, cool. Um, next game, we have Arizona Cardinals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The cards open up at minus 360 on the money line and as seven and a half point favorites. I think that that is criminal. I think seven and a half is low. Um, with that being said, I'm going to hammer that. I think that the cards win by probably two touchdowns, maybe three. Um, they're going to batter the fuck out of the Jags. I don't care where this game is. I'm locking in cards minus seven and a half ASAP. Yeah, I agree. Um, Trevor Lawrence threw for 47 yards in the last three quarters combined last week. Um, and with Chandler Jones coming for his head, he might throw for 47 yards total with the way the Jags have looked. Don't overthink it. Cardinals. Yeah. I'm, I'm in on Cardinals minus seven and a half. Although I do already have them alternate spread locked in at six and a half, but I would also like them at seven and a half as well. Cool. Next game we have is Colts Titans. Titans open up as a five and a half point favorite. I think that that is low because they're going to have Jake Eason uh, under center and I'm hammering Titans minus five and a half. I mean, some of these, I like these lines, you know, I like some of them way too much. Something's going to happen here, but I got to take Titans minus five and a half. Yeah, I agree Um, with everything you said. I feel pain coming our way this week. 100%. It's coming. It's coming. But, yeah, I mean, Jake Eason, come on, guys. Jake Eason versus Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. Let's 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 think about it a little bit. Titans minus five and a half should be an easy cover. Emphasis on should be because you never know with them. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the favorites again. Okay, we have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Detroit Lions coming up next. Ravens open up as seven and a half point favorites. This game smells like fucking trap to me. I don't know where I stand. I think that I'm just going to go for a touchdown score here. I think Hollywood Brown scores a touchdown in this game. I don't want to touch the I don't want to touch money line. I don't want to touch the uh spread cuz I think that we're going to see a disappointing week coming from the Ravens soon. I just don't know when it's going to be and this could be one of those weird games. So, I'm just going to take Hollywood Brown touchdown. Yeah, realistically, I probably won't touch it unless it's in a teaser. There's a lot of good spreads for teasers this week, people, which I will throw out a teaser here at the end of the podcast. But um, if we're going to do a touchdown score, because I probably wouldn't touch the Lions regular, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews. Robert Tonian got one last week against the Lions. Let's see if Mark Andrews can finally get on the board here and get involved as well. Okay. You're going to take Mark Andrews touchdown. Okay, that is wonderful. It looks like we're we're kind of partial to the Ravens, which I think is probably fair. Next game we have is the Buffalo Bills taking on the Washington football team. Bills are an eight and a half point favorite. I am going to tell you guys to alt this down. Um, I don't know if eight and a half is something I'd be comfortable betting on at this point in the season. Bills are one and one, you know. They looked great against the Dolphins, but the football team are a more dynamic offense. They're going to give them more trouble. You know, you don't have to worry about Miami scoring with backup there. Their team is a mess. They don't really have receivers. Their running game is bizarre. Football team, more put together. Better coach. Um, you have Antonio Gibson as, as, a, as a lead rusher. Um, you have McLaurin. You know, you have Logan Thomas. There's a lot more for the Bills to worry about here. I think that they do win. I think they carry their momentum on because they need to win their division. Um, so I'm going to say alt it down to minus two and a half. 
um you know and only throw that in only throw that in a teaser um because i'm changing my pick i'm changing my pick i'm looking at the odds here this is this is nuts so the football team and money line is plus 310 i'm going to say do football team plus 14 and a half that's my pick i know it's bizarre but i'm telling you that that's in throw that in a in a parlay that's that's a lock Football team plus 14 and a half, and I'm done talking. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know who decided eight and a half was the line to put out for this game. That seems a little weird. I don't really know where they get that number from. But this just smells like something fishy is going to happen. I, w- I would stray away from the regular lines as well. And maybe, I mean, whichever team you prefer, throw them in a teaser. I probably won't be touching this game at all. Um, but just for the sake of having a bet on the game for the podcast sheet, um, I will take the Bills in a teaser most likely. Because um, just one point, I think they, if you do a seven and a half point teaser, I mean cover one point, that's essentially just them win the football game. So you're going to take Bills minus seven and a half? Well, no, I'm going to put them in a teaser and tease it down seven and a half points so they're only minus one. Okay. All right. I got you. I'm just going to lock that in then. Cool. Um. Sorry, I misheard you. Okay, we have the New Orleans Saints taking on the New England Patriots next. Saints are an underdog versus the Pats. I'm on the Saints, dude. I think plus three is is a juicy line. I like it. I like Saints plus three. That's minus 122. It's great for an underdog parlay. I really, really like that, and I'm going to stay with Saints plus three. I really am. Yeah, give me give me a James comeback train, baby. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm in on the Saints. Let's not forget that the Patriots did lose to the Dolphins week one. Yeah, okay, yeah. they got Zach Wilson to throw four interceptions. Congrats. Um, but I'm going with the Saints. Give me Saints money line. Let's go, Jameis. Let's yeah, go. I like it. I can 100% see this game going to the Saints. They're not going to be they're not going to be as shitty as they were last week and they're going to have their coaches back. So, after this, dude, I'm going to go fucking lock some money in on the Saints. I love that. Um, we have the Chargers versus the Chiefs next. A 1 o'clock game, an absolute marquee 1 o'clock game. Chargers are the dogs here. Chiefs are a 6.5 point favorite. I like it. I think I'm just going to chill right with Chiefs minus six and a half. They're not losing again this week. They're not going to lose to the Chargers. And I think, unfortunately, the Chargers fall uh, here to KC. Uh, I like Chiefs minus six and a half. Yeah, no, I'm in on the Chiefs as well. Um, Chiefs will be in my, my teaser at the end. Like I said, a lot of good lines for teasers this week. Six and a half, seven and a half. Those are always great teaser lines. Yep. Um, but yeah, give, give me the Chiefs minus six and a half. Chargers are good, but they're not the Chiefs yet. Yep, hundred percent. They could be. That's it's good that you put yet in because I I agree. I think that they could be eventually. We have the Browns next. This is another good teaser line. Browns are seven and a half point favorites versus the Chicago Bears. I like Browns money line. This will be in some of my parlays. Um, I don't like that that hook there for seven and a half. I'm just gonna take them on the money line. Because uh, I think Fields could actually come out firing this week. He's going to have a week to prepare. He's going to be more prepared um, than he was last week, you know, coming in against the Bengals uh, in the third quarter, whenever that was. So I'm going to take Brown's money line. That's minus 330. I'm confident with that. Yeah, no, I'm going to 
I mean, you got to take the Browns here. I mean, it's the Bears aren't going to be phenomenal, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, another great teaser line right there with the Browns by seven and a half. But if you're looking for a player prop this week, um, I would consider looking at an Allen Robinson touchdown. I don't know if the line's out yet. Probably not. Um, but the Browns gave up a couple receiving touchdowns last week to the Texans, who are yeah. bad. Allen Robinson has yet to get in the end zone, but he did drop a beautifully thrown like 50 yard or maybe 45 from Justin Fields in the end zone last week. So look for him to get in the end zone. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's, he is fucking due. I've bet on him twice now and he hasn't scored, but he's due. Uh, we have the Bengals versus the Steelers next. I don't think that the Steelers are going to fuck this one. They're 100% going to beat the Bengals. I know that there's some bad vibes on this game already um, from some of our friends. I saw some, some some hexes being put on the Steelers. But I'm just going to stay with the Steelers. I think uh, I think minus three is safe. Um, they should have Watt back next week. Uh, so I just think that, that they're going to come out firing here. They have to win this game. Uh, this is a division game. right? They're in the same division, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to take uh, Steelers minus three here. I, I don't think there's a way they fucked this versus the Bengals. No way. Yeah, I don't know. This game just has the feeling of no matter what you bet, you'll somehow lose. You could take the Steelers minus three and the Bengals plus three and still somehow lose. Um, but I think I'm going to ride with the Steelers as well. You know, better defense, more experienced team. I know we're not huge Mike Tomlin fans. No, but we're I mean, not. We've been able to get the job done. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I would like to see Najee have a better game this week. I'd maybe take the over on his combined yards just because I feel like he's due to really have a yardage output one of these games. Um, so I'm going to go over on total yards for Najee, both receiving and rushing combined yards. Um, and then I'm going to take the Steelers, just money line. All righty. I have both of those locked in for you. Let us move on to the next one where we have... The Atlanta Falcons taking on the New York Giants. This is the trap game of the week. This game stinks. I am all over Falcons' money line, though. I think that there is some serious value there. They are plus 136. I don't think the Giants have it going on. I think Saquon has a really good game. I'd like his over on yards. Um, I don't know what that is yet. I'm not going to tell you guys to lock it in. I think that the, there's some serious money here um, in Falcons' money line, and it's, that's what my gut's telling me, so I'm going Falcons' money line. Yeah, I like that pick. Matt Ryan's always been good. Let's be honest, both these teams are absolutely terrible. Oh, Bottom five in the course. league. They are horrible. But, I mean, Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, they got some weapons. I like the Falcons' money line as well. Um, And I would consider taking a crazy leg Jones over on the rushing because he looks like he is now trying to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, I don't know what his yards are going to open up at, but I would definitely consider taking that, people. All right, Danny Jones over on rushing. I think that that's going to happen, too. Um, I don't know what it, that's going to open up at. I'm I'm curious because last week it opened up at 14 and a half. And, I mean, Zach right. said in our, in our group chat, he's like, well, I'm going to hit a stain on Vegas with this rushing line because it's too low. And he was right. I mean, he, he rushed for like 60 yards last week, didn't he? Uh, yeah, no, he ran for an unbelievable amount of yards. That line was horrible. I'm really glad he sent that in the chat because I also got in on it. If that reminds you, if Taylor Heineke did not get diving tackled on the best play, I, best defensive tackle I've seen in years, yeah, I would have hit the most ludicrous parlay with Cookie right there. We would have had 
Daniel Jones over, Daniel Jones touchdown, and Taylor Heineke touchdown. Oh, did that one hurt now that I'm thinking back on it. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was brutal. It almost happened. He was like, I think he was like two yards short of the goal. Yeah. Unlucky. The the D-tackle dove off his block. He was getting blocked and just somehow dives completely sideways. He just caught the end of him. That That was a great tackle. Um, okay, so we have the Miami Dolphins taking on the Las Vegas Raiders next. I cannot believe that I'm going to say this, but I think the Raiders go to 3-0 and in this game. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of value this week. Uh, Raiders are minus 194 on the money line. Love that for a parlay. They could come out and stink it up, but I don't think that they do. I think Gruden and Carr are feeling reckless together, and that's what Gruden likes. He wants that, and, and Carr's throwing the ball long, so... I just think that we're going to see the Raiders here. I think they're going to come out and see a lot of points, and I just think that that the Raiders' money line is the, the way to go. It's minus 194, and I'm locked in. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, as much as I hate to say it, too, the Raiders have been looking good. The uh, Dolphins, not so much. They have Jacoby Brissett back there this week. They refuse to get Miles Gaskin involved. Their offense is in shambles. The Raiders look good. I like Raiders' money line. And I was just checking it out um, for a potential play here. If you just do just straight up Raiders money line with the Browns money line, because we were talking about how the Browns line is a little high, um, they you get to a minus 103. So you just need the Browns to beat the Bears and the Raiders to beat the Dolphins straight up, minus 103, just a two-leg parlay. I think that's got decent value in it. I'd like to hear what you think about that. Um, what was that? I'm sorry, I just caught the end there. Yeah, so if you have if you go Raiders money line, against the Dolphins, and then the yeah. Browns' money line against the Bears, just those two parlayed, you get it at minus 103, which I think is pretty decent value seeing as on who their opponents are. I love that for like a $100 or a $50 play. I mean, you're going to get your money back. You're going to double your money. I think that that would be you know a pretty safe bet if you're looking to put in a safe one um, for when all your other games get fucked from traps. Uh, I think that this could be, this could be a good move. I, I agree with you for sure. Um, okay, so we'll move on to the New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos. I was correct. Broncos have the Jets here. I am on Broncos minus 6.5. They are 10.5-point favorites, but I'm going to just tell you guys right now to alt this down. I don't I don't like 10.5. Once it gets to double digits, I don't like the spreads anymore. I think Broncos minus 6.5 is a fucking lock. We're going to see a shit game from Zach Wilson again. This is one of those that I'd put into a safe parlay. Uh, that's minus 195 at six and a half. So I'm on Broncos minus six and a half. I, I love it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just take the same pick as you. Um, ten and a half. Yeah, the double digits, they always they always start to, you know, make me feel a little sketchy there, even though, you know, the Packers and the Bucks both covered theirs last week. Um, but yeah, tease it down or take it down to six and a half. The Jets aren't good. Teddy Two Gloves has looked good. Broncos have more weapons. Yeah, six and a half sounds good to me. All right, beautiful. Um, yeah, I think the touchdown's just safe there. Um, okay, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Los Angeles Rams. This is probably the game of the week. I don't know where I am. Uh, I actually don't. I don't know where I'm at. I think. I think the money here is going to be giving the Rams points. I think that I want to give them like. I'm trying to look here. Actually, no. Now that I look, I, I don't think there's any money in it. If I give the Rams seven and a half, that's minus three twenty. That's that's shit. 
the odds are shit. I, I think that more than anything, you're going to see an over in this game. I know that the, the Rams D is good, but I don't care. I think that they're going to score a lot of points. I think that the Bucks are going to score a lot of points. And I think if I have to pick something, like I'm going to take like over 48 and a half at minus 280. Like I think that's that's just where I rest. Um, both teams are going to score here. Both teams are going to be electric. They're both going to be good. And I, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, my whole thing with this game has nothing to do with either team's football team. I think they're both talented. But the line movement. The Rams opened up as the favorites. And now the Bucks are the favorites. Yeah. And that leads me to believe, well, obviously, so that means the, the uh, public's all over the Buccaneers for anyone that's, you know, still new to gambling, figuring it out here. Um, which leads me to believe that the Bucks might come out and stink it up because we know Vegas likes to somehow rig these games. I still haven't figured out how they do it, but we know they do it. Yeah. And the Rams are going to walk away with it. So I'm just going to take the Rams money line because I've been high on the Rams all season. I might as well keep it rolling. I'm going to go Rams money line. Okay. I like that. I think that that's, that's you know, really fair. Um, and I've been high on the Rams too. So I'd like to see them win for sure. You know, I'm not a big Brady guy. Uh, yeah, let's I, get him out of here I already. I do recognize his greatness, but I would love to see the Rams win. And I love Stafford. So, ah, fuck it. I'm going to move. I'm going to move to Rams money line. Let's go. Let's, yes. let, let's root for them to get. All right. Okay. That over's in play, though. I think it could happen. Uh, we have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Minnesota Vikings next. Seahawks are only minus 120 on the money line. That is all I needed to see in this game. The Vikings are perhaps the most fraudulent team in the NFL so far. They are 0-2. They can't get it done. They lost to the Bengals. Then they lost to the Cardinals, who tried their best to let them get away with it. I just think the Seahawks are here. They're pissed they lost an OT last week. They're playing a team that they are far better than. And I think Russ just goes ballistic in this game. I love a Seahawks win, and I'm all over the money line. Yep, I'm all over the money line. Vikings will do everything they can to somehow blow the game at the end. I mean, both the teams they've played have tried to lose the game and just couldn't. Um, so I'm taking the Seahawks money line. One and a half, people might think, okay, well, I'll just take one and a half. But there's always some nonsense where someone's going to kick a last-second field goal or yep. someone's going to score, and it's going to be a one-point game. So I'm going Seahawks money line. Yeah, stay away from that. Stay away from that one and a half point bullshit. I promise you, something something weird will happen. Uh, okay, we have Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers next. The Packers are an underdog versus the yeah. Niners. This is an insane line. I cannot wait to put in these underdog parlays this week. I am so confident. I'm feeling it. I love the Packers plus three and a half. I love them on the money line. And I think I'm just going to ride the money line because these underdog parlays are going to be fat this week. I like Rodgers here. He is such a better quarterback than Garoppolo. I don't think the Niners looked all that good against the Eagles. And I just love the Packers here. I think they do it. I think Jones is a good game. I think this is the return of Devontae. He gets two touchdowns. Packers are going to hammer the Niners. I'm all over Packers money line at plus 154. Yeah, no, give me the Packers money line. They're going to put up points. Uh, the Niners will play pretty good football. They're a good football team. But it's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers, MVP Aaron Rodgers, um, as an underdog. Like, uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in on the Packers money line. 
Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, we have the final game of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles take on the Dallas Cowboys in a divisional Monday night football matchup. Eagles are plus 160 on the money line. Dallas are minus 190. Cowboys are a three and a half point favorite. This one hurts me so much, but I actually don't want to bet on either team. I think that the value here is actually in the over under. I really like over 45 and a half at minus 270. I think that that could be 100% in play. Cowboys throw the ball a lot and if they're running it too, they're going to be they're just going to be pounding scores in and I think the Eagles kind of keep up with them in this game. Um so I'm going to take over 45 and a half. I think that's my play. Yeah, um they're this should be a good game. They always play each other well. Um the spread shows that just three and a half. I would, if I had to pick a team to win, I might go with the Cowboys. But you know, I'll ride the over with you because, like you said, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily want to pick one team or the other. I think they're pretty evenly matched. They're going to come out. They're going to try and score a lot of points on the other guy. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's ride the over. Yeah, cool. Um, what's the actual over at fifty one and a half? Yeah. All right, cool. So I have you in. Fifty-one and a half, and guys, that's everything. Uh, Jeremy and I seem pretty confident in our picks this week. I'm feeling more confident this week um, than I have in the weeks past, which means that you know I'll probably not win a single parlay. Uh, that is very possible. But for now, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll be back next week, maybe more, maybe it'll just be Jeremy and I again. Who the hell knows? Um, but we will be here regardless. So thank you guys for listening. And Jeremy, you have anything to say? Uh, yeah, I just want to end it with a nice little teaser here for everyone to consider sure. going into it. Um, you're going to do a six and a half point teaser. You're going to take the Panthers. So they will be minus one against the Texans. Well, now they're going to be minus one and a half from when I put it in the Cardinals. They will be minus one against the Jaguars. You are going to put the Ravens in there. They will be minus one against the Lions. And then you're going to get the Browns in there. They're going to be minus one against the Bears. And that is plus 200 and i don't see a way that doesn't hit which means when we come back here next week they're all gonna lose somehow and i'm gonna look like an idiot but that's my play for the week that's my best teaser for the week thanks for tuning in guys and i'll be here next week all right see you guys then take care of yourselves good luck this weekend see ya